everybody. My name is Ben Mitchell, and I'm an attorney in Bills and Sunberg's litigation practice group. I'm joined today for my discussion by John Chabarro, a partner in Bills and Sunberg's environmental practice group and the head of the firm's resilience and sustainability team. Now, our conversation here today is going to cover some high-level issues on climate change and resiliency issues, both as they pertain to our local community as well as at the federal and national level. Now, John, thanks again for joining me today. And I think to get us started, what are a couple examples of topics of, of conversation for climate change in our South Florida community and some of the related issues? Well, Ben, I'm, I'm happy to be here today. Uh, this is certainly a topic of interest uh, to the world and to Miami in particular. We are ground zero, for lack of a better term. Uh, and it's a, very, it's a very complex set of issues, especially for this community. Um, if we just pick one of the various residency issues, sea level rise, which most visibly impacts this county. Um, it is not just a, a single facet. The county is a complex place socially. Uh, and the, not only that, the geology and geography of the county dictate how these issues uh, uh, flow, for lack of a better term. Um, and, and I'll use sea level rise as an example, saying it's not just what's traditionally thought of as, okay, it's flooding, a king tide flooding on Miami Beach, or maybe it is flooding seawalls. You have to think about, as sea level rises in this county, uh, multiple things beyond the flooding can occur, uh, and impacts beyond the coast can occur. So, we, so you might not think about it, but the, you'll have an increase and inflow of saline water through canals that bring this to the western area, that's, that higher saline water to the western area of the county. The effect that has is multiple. One, it could affect uh, the water that's used for the agricultural areas in the west side of Miami-Dade County. Two, it could impact the saline and the consistency of the well field which provides drinking water for the county. That's also impacted as, ground, as groundwater rises uh, and sea levels rise, saline uh, impacts could change. It's interesting, you know, I think a lot of times when we think about these kinds of issues, climate change, resiliency, rising sea level, you know, we think about people living in, you know, big beach houses right on the water, big high rises, you know, right there on the bay. But there's actually impacts that go well beyond just those kinds of locations, right? Absolutely. And that's kind of one of the misconceptions is that it's just a coastal issue on the bay. Whereas in this county, one of the most vulnerable areas are those low-lying western areas like Sweetwater that have a tremendously risk for flooding. Uh, so this turns to one of the, okay, so you have your identified risks. How do you to, to develop regulatory policies to avert those risks or crises? As one of the responses, Miami-Dade County has recently proposed raising building elevation three feet, from three feet uh, above grade to six feet. How does that translate uh, across the county? Uh, in many ways that you wouldn't normally consider, but people coming from other parts of the, uh, the country, developers coming from other parts of the country, investors coming from other parts of the country, have to think through the impact. So there's multiple impacts. I categorize the first as monetary. So the simple fact that you will have to invest and purchase clean fill to raise your site an additional three feet is an expense that must be factored in. The second is kind of practical impact. So if you have to raise your site, as we use an example, if you do, you're in drainage area, a drainage basin B, 
which is the most restrictive drainage basin in the county, uh, you have to plan for stormwater on your site to, to deal with it within the four corners of your site for a 100-year storm event. So in plain English, that means you have to deal with the stormwater on your site without moving it off. If you have to add three feet of, of elevation, you're going to have to reconsider where that storage is going to be, the depth of that storage, how it's constructed. That leaks into kind of the most pernicious impact or the social impacts. And if you change a development scheme, if you require additional cost, the cost of development increases. In an already stressed housing market like Miami-Dade County, that raises the price of, 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 of housing. Add to that, there's the, always the idea where, how are you going to affect your neighbor? And then in your specialty, how does the relationships are strained when one neighbor deals with, with a requirement and the other does not? And you're exactly right, John. I mean, we've already seen in our county litigation about the issue you're, you're talking about right there, which is um, Miami Beach raising the elevation of streets in certain properties and that leading to flooding at other properties, um, kind of the social piece that you were talking about. Um, but also, I think going into 2022, we're going to see at a federal and national level really a year of standard setting. Um, and I think one early sign of that standard setting has been the public commentary that the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, has taken in to better understand what kind of information they need to provide to investors, to, to shareholders, stakeholders, about what companies are doing to combat climate change, how they're incorporating it into their plans for their supply chain, um, and what kinds of statements or misstatements um, you know, those companies are able to make publicly. Uh, and I think 2022 is going to be a really interesting year as we see the SEC zero in on this issue. So Ben, what's an example, I'm curious, of, uh, of statements uh, or the types of statements that public companies will be making that the SEC will be taking a closer look at? So I think a great example is there's this term greenwashing, um, which is really when a company, it doesn't have to be a public company, but the SEC deals with public companies, um, when a company makes a statement kind of overstating um, the extent to which their business really is sustainable or um, the extent to which they've planned for future climate change and resiliency issues. Um, so I think, you know, you can read something that says sustainably sourced, um, but you don't really know what that means. Um, you know, you can read something that says we're going to cut uh, our carbon emissions by X percent, um, but that doesn't really give you the absolute volume. And I think the SEC is really interested in creating um, more specific standards that companies can adhere to um, and that will give investors and, and other businesses the kind of information that can really help to you know give people a private right of action um, to give stakeholders that that want to bring these actions for um, to force governments to force businesses to uh, give additional disclosures about climate change um, and to take specific action I think the SEC waking up to this issue is is really important and I think a great example, you know, of the need for standards, um, you know, what I do is I'm a litigator. Um, if you're a plaintiff's attorney bringing a negligence claim, you know, you need duty, you need breach, you need causation, and you need damages. And not only do you need those requirements, do you need to understand those elements, you need to understand the nuances of each of those elements. 
and thus far, given a lack of decisional authority and a lack of clear standards from the SEC to date, there just aren't those same standards for interested stakeholders to bring these claims. And I think 2022 is going to be a big year for that. Ben, you hit on a great point, and I think this is why it's such an exciting area to be in, and especially in this city. We are at the very beginning of regulatory agencies, whether they be federal, state, or local, developing strategies. Because at this point, there are, are many proposals, there's considerations, but we're at the very nascent stages of developing the, the hard strategies that will, be, that will become the regulations that are required. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you, we've already seen Miami-Dade County start to take some of these steps, try to put in some of these, um, these action items. I think one great example is the county recently released its five-point sea level rise strategy. Um, and that strategy is build on fill, build like the keys, build on high ground, expand greenways and blueways, and create green and blue neighborhoods. And, and I think each one of those five points I think is really interesting and we, we could spend the whole day talking about any one of those. Um, but from your perspective as someone who works in, you know, in development and land use, you know, interested to hear which of those you really think um, lends itself to you know, kind of implementation and, and impact in Miami-Dade County. Well, it's interesting. So the build on fill, the county has begun to act on. Uh, but when, we've, when we think of the other considerations, um, and the county has incentivized uh, incentives for development in transit areas, but I feel like that there's a lot of opportunity, dynamic, dynamic developers, innovative designs, innovative engineering solutions to kind of think through these strategies at this point and say, okay, we might have a more creative stormwater solution. We might have a more creative uh, transit-oriented solution. Uh, we might have a more creative solution regarding how we're going to uh, incentivize certain behaviors uh, of our residents or, or our neighbors. So. The, having an ability to review and analyze and think ahead uh, and, and be uh, innovative in your, pro, uh, proactive and innovative uh, in your solutions is a rare opportunity for developers at this stage. Absolutely. And I think, John, that you know, really brings us to a, a nice stopping point kind of at, at this piece of our discussion. Um, and I think what we've, what we've seen and what we've discussed here is what an interesting and important time it is as it relates to climate change and resilience issues and how stakeholders, interested parties, businesses and governments, um, this is really the time to not only follow developments but attempt to affect developments, attempt to develop strategies um, that can help us solve these problems. Uh, and our team here at Bills and Sunberg will continue to monitor all of these issues uh, and provide relevant updates as, as they pop up.